Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pick up the receiver and find out. <laughs> Blossoms on Broadway, Jane Sherlock speaking. Miss Sherlock, you bought a rosewood chest today at the John Slater auction. Why, yes, how do you know? I went there to buy it myself, but I was too late. You paid $300. I'll give you five. Five? Five hundred dollars? Yeah, how about it? It's a woman. She wants to pay me five hundred dollars for the chest. Say, take it, but what you can't is in mine. Uh, who's speaking, please? My name is Iris March. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss March. The chest isn't for sale. Jane, Jane, don't be a fool. What is it, uh, 750 interest chest? No, oh, no, I don't want to sell. I hope you won't be sorry. Sorry? Whatever do you mean? If you change your mind, call me at the Crescent Arms. <laughs> she hung up. You let her hang up when she offered you 500 for the chest. Oh, no. She offered 750. 750? Mm-hmm. $450 profit on a chest you can't use, and you let her get away. Oh, no, she didn't get away. Her name's Iris March, and she lives at the Crescent Arms, and she wants me to call back if I change my well, mind. Well, then call back quick. Oh, no, Peter. But look, honey, that chest's no good to you, and this is your chance to get rid of it at a profit. No. If Mr. Bloom bid on it, and now this Iris March wants it, it must be valuable. Or it'll have something valuable in it. But you can't even get it open. There's no key. That's all right. I'll get a locksmith in the morning. Oh. 
Someone's crying the street door. Yeah, let's see who it is. Is Miss Jane Sherlock here? I'm sorry, the shop is closed. I don't want to buy corsets. I want to see Jane Sherlock. I'm Jane Sherlock. Come on in. I bought a chest today at the Slater auction. I want that chest. Well, I'll uh, give you a thousand dollars for it. What? No, Mister. Um... Never mind that. Fifteen hundred. Take it or leave it. And you'd better take it. Here, you. I don't like your tone. Who are you? In an iron gate. I don't like the way you're talking to her. Oh, you're Peter Blossom, the lawyer. Well, you'd better give her a little advice. Tell her to sell me that chest. I'll give you some advice instead. Get out of here. Take it easy, pal. Out. Okay. But don't say I didn't warn you. I'll call you in the morning, Miss Sherlock. Maybe by then you'll have changed your mind. Oh, nice, pleasant little fellow. Huh? Wish we had a piece of the cloth his suit was made out of. Why? You'd use it for a checkerboard and have a nice, quiet little game. Oh, stop, Jane. Peter, don't you see if so many people want to play? Yes, but... yes, Jane, I'm beginning to see. Come on, let's go back to the storeroom and have another look at that chest. What do you think you're doing? Turn the light off. Look out, Peter. Oh. Peter. Peter, are you all right? Well, how do I know? Get this thing off my head. Oh, wait till I turn oh. on the light. Get this thing off me. I'm stuck up, Peter. All right. me on the head and then throws a sack over my face. There, there. I've got it now. <sighs> Boy, I never knew how a potato felt before. Only I was alone in the sack. Oh, you know, uh, beautiful chest. Somebody tried the lid off. Well, now at least we'll be able to see what's inside. Why, Peter, the chest is empty. Whoever constantly cleaned it out. He didn't have time. Besides, he probably brought the sack to carry away whatever was in the chest. Sack me up instead. But why pry open an empty chest? I wonder. There must be a secret panel or something. Now, Jane, but don't But, Peter, there must be. Why would all these people want the chest? Oh, I found a little panel right in the side. It moves. Peter, the chest has a false bottom. Anything there? Oh. Oh, Peter. Let me see, Jane. In the bottom of the chest. One time we didn't need Doc Ryan to tell us the guy's really dead. Do we ever, Tolleson? Uh, no, see? That was just a joke. Yeah. Well, save it. You won't think it's a joke when the commissioner gets on our neck. And nice work, Jane. We have enough trouble at homicide solving nice, fresh killings without you digging up a skeleton. Oh, but I didn't dig it up. Well, how did it happen? Well, you see, Captain Dingle, I went to the Slater auction to buy a set of candlesticks for Mr. Lackworthy. He's a client of the Blossom Special Shopping Service and specializes in all sorts of lighting things like candles and lamps. Now, wait a minute. Peter, maybe you'd better tell this. Well, there isn't much to tell, Dingle. Jane saw this rosewood chest and bought it. And and... we couldn't get it open because there wasn't any key, and I didn't have room to take it to my apartment, and so we brought it here to the shop. And busted it open with a hatchet, I think. Oh, no. The man did that. What man? Why, the man that fought Peter with the potato. Look, Jane, are you crazy or am I? Well, I don't know about you, Dingy. Don't call me Dingy! All right. Now, you say you bought this rosewood chest at Slater Auction. That's right. Slater. Slater. John Slater. Are you talking about John Slater? He ran for judge once, got tied up with a singer, and his wife sued him for divorce. Disappeared very mysteriously years ago. Seven years ago, to be exact, Dingo. Uh-huh. See, recently, Mrs. Slater went to court and had him declared dead. It's all nice and legal. 
I happened to be in court the morning it came up. Yes, yes. It seems I read about it in the papers. Uh Today, all his effects were auctioned off to settle the estate. Didn't take Mrs. Wade long once she had him declared dead. Well, now, don't forget the seven years he's been missing. Hey, maybe the guy didn't disappear, Chief. Maybe he was murdered and the fifth... Uh, I mean, the skeleton in the box was his. Huh? You know, Tarleton, sometimes you show semblances of normal intelligence. Oh, thanks, Chief. Now, now wait a minute. Why would the girl want to buy the chest if all there was in it was a skeleton? Oh, now there's a girl mixed up in it. I suppose you'll be telling me next that there were three Hindus and an Indian chief. Oh, no. (laughs) Just the girl and the man that sacked Peter off and that man that played checkers on his suit. Oh, look here, Peter. If you don't explain this, we'll be here all night. Now, what about the potatoes? But that's what he said he felt like when the man put the sack over his head. Shut up, Jane! (laughs) Well, Peter? Well, in order to their appearance... Three people tried to get that chest from Jane after she bought it at the auction today. Poor oh, Peter, you're forgetting Mr. Bloom. You know, oh. the antique dealer. I think we can count Mr. Bloom out of this. He's a legitimate dealer. He only bid on the chest at the auction. Oh. Who were the other three? Well, first, a girl named Iris March phoned. Iris March? Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Why did she want the chest? Well, she didn't say. She barely hung up when in barged a guy with a suit as loud as a sideshow barker. Who was he? He didn't mention his name. Got a little rough, so I asked him to leave. Oh, Peter was wonderful. He practically threw the man out. Mm-hmm. And what? Well, then we decided to take another look at the chest. We headed for the storeroom. But someone beat us to it. He was in there in the dark. He had a flashlight. He also had a sack, which he pulled over my head. I suppose he brought the sack along to cart off the skeleton. And after he hit Peter, he ran away. Maybe that was the same guy, the one in the racetrack suit. No, no, I think this was a bigger man. How do you know, Peter, if the room was dark? I scuffled with him. Mm. Mm. Well, looks like seven years ago, somebody croaked John Slater and put the body in the chest. But why wasn't it found before? Oh, the auctioneer said the chest was under a lot of old furniture in the attic. Well, Ryan? Don't ask me to set the hour against this time. All I can tell you is somebody pumped two bullets into the guy a lot of years ago and dumped him in the chest without any clothes or identifying objects. Hey, Chief. Yeah? How about fingerprints? Carlson, did you ever try to get fingerprints off of a skeleton? Excuse me, Chief. I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, maybe his dentist can help us out. Any fillings in the teeth? Got no teeth. The stiff must have worn false teeth, and the killer threw them away. There's one thing, though. What's that? Healed fracture of the left femur. Huh? The stiff had a broken leg that healed, huh? And the leg is slightly shorter than the other. Well, that may help. Now we'll have to see if we can run down this march, girl. Oh, I know where she lives. What? Why didn't you say so before? You didn't ask me. Well, I'm asking you now. She said I could call her at the Crescent Arms. Oh. Carlson got the number of the Crescent Arms. Oh, uh, I already looked it up. Here it is. Okay. Here's where we have a little chat with Iris March. Yeah, but if she croaked the guy, she won't be there. Well, one thing in our favor, Carlson, is that none of these people know that the police have been called. Well, maybe she's out for the evening. She wanted the chest, didn't she? She'll be there. Hello, is Miss March... Tarleton, why won't you let us leave the shop? The chief said not to, that's why. Oh. You heard him yourself, Miss Sharma. Oh, but Cindy was just upset. Well, he'll be more than upset if I don't do like he says. Well, I think it's me. If I hadn't told him I was much lived at the question arms, he'd never have phoned her. And practically heard her murdered over the phone. Now, look, Jane, hasn't it occurred to you that Dingle may have wanted to keep you out of trouble? Trouble? I never had any trouble. No? This looks like trouble right now. Set it, buddy, if you don't get your mitts up right away. Hey, you can't do that. I can't, huh? Watch the other guy go. You hit Carlton with that gun. You killed him. Nah, he's just listening to the birdies thing. Anybody else want to try something? Not at the moment. Oh, a wise guy, huh? Well, so was the other bird, and you saw what happened. You want some of the same? Thanks, no. <laughs> this guy on the phone looks like a, like, like a cop. I, I hate cops. Shut up, Joe. Signal the boss through the window. Yeah, he, he's, he's coming now. Everything under control, boys? Oh, sure, boy. The guy on the floor got reckless, but uh, he's behaving now. Good. Well, if it isn't our old friend, Checkers. What do you mean, Checkers? Just admiring your suit. What's the matter with his suit? It's that rank back that's... Three Cenos. It's Sailor May. Shut up, Joe. Well, Rags, you must give me the name of your tailor. Rags, huh? Rags Doherty. 
That's right. And that's too bad. We'll have to change our plans now. Your plans? Yes, we came for the chest. Your friend hadn't spotted who I was. We meant to leave you here. Well, not exactly free, tied up and gagged. But now... Now what? Now I'm afraid you'll have to come with us. We're going for a little ride.
Why, yes, Captain Dingo. Like I said, she only moved in last week. I see. And she was alone? Yes, of course. Did she ever have any visitors? Only once that I saw a kind of stocky man. Bald-headed. A lot older than she was. She said he was her uncle. Uh-huh. Why, and did you ever see John Slater? Nope. The Slater case was before my time. Okay. The boys are in charge upstairs now. You come with me. Me? Hey, I'm no cop. I'm a medic. I may need a witness. I'm going to pay a call on Mrs. John Slater. When my husband disappeared, I dropped the divorce proceedings I'd filed against him. And why, Mrs. Slater? I could hardly bring myself to go through with a divorce action against the man I thought was dead. Of course, you do believe that your husband is dead? Uh, yes. That's why when seven years had passed, I had his death legally established. Henry told me that was the thing to do. Henry? Henry Turner. Oh. Been a good friend to me all these years, but... More than that, in fact. We're to be married soon. You're going to marry Hank Turner? That is news. I trust you'll keep your confidence. I dislike publicity. I incurred it once before when John and that singer... Yes, I understand, Mrs. Slater. But tell me, why were you so convinced that your husband was dead? I'm sure he is. You see, my husband has rather strange acquaintances. I'm afraid he was mixed up with the underworld. A man named Rag Doherty. We used to see quite a bit of each other. There were others, too. I suppose you might think it melodramatic of me, but... But I think my husband was murdered, Captain Dingle. Uh-huh. I see. Mrs. Slater, your husband had a large rosewood chest. It was one of the articles sold today at the auction of his effects. You remember it? Yes. He used to keep it in his study. He, he moved it to the attic the same night he disappeared. Your husband moved it? I don't know. I wasn't home that night, but the next day the chest was gone, and I never saw it again until we cleared out the access for the auction. I see. Tell me something else. Did your husband wear false teeth? How do you ask that? Lily routine, Mrs. Slater. I hope you don't mind. John was very vain. Very few people knew it, but he wore a complete set of plates, upper and lower. One more question, then we'll go. Had your husband ever had a serious accident to his left leg, a bad break that left the leg shorter than the other one? No, Captain Dingle. My husband had never broken a bone in his father. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Slater. Come on, Ryan. Goodbye, Mrs. Slater. Goodbye, Captain Dingle. I'll have the maid show you out. Oh, it's not necessary. We can find our way. Thank you again. Not much help, was she, Dingle? A lot more help than I expected. For one thing, she stirred up something in my mind I'd forgotten. What was that? Rags Doherty had a brother, Gimpy. So? Gimpy Doherty hasn't been seen or heard of since the day John Slater disappeared. Good job of tying me up, Jean. Oh, gosh, there's someone coming. Oh, we're in. I'm afraid so. Oh, Molly, I had to run you. I had to have a chance out here. It's more than I can figure out. Don't fight a figure with the force's orders. Yeah, I, I know, but they put us down here and shut up. Now, you get out the back door and I'll watch the front. The force is getting jittery. Yeah, but when we the got The force him... is coming in to look at the skeleton to see if it is skimpy. Yeah, but, but he can't do it. Yeah, then get going. Yeah, but, but I was going get to... Get going. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, Jane, here we are all together again. You and I and the dead man's chair. Oh, Peter, I wish I'd never seen that horrid chair. You can say that again. Peter, who's Gimpy? Gimpy? Oh, and that said Rags wanted to see if the skeleton was Gimpy. Gimpy. Jane, I think I've got the answer. Rags had a brother named Gimpy. Maybe that's why he wanted the chest. Maybe he thinks Slater killed Gimpy. My figuring, Counselor. Exactly what I do think. I sent Gimpy to see Slater that night seven years ago to tell him to pay off on a gambling debt. Gimpy never came back. And Slater disappeared. Yeah. And when I ran into May North yesterday, I put two and two together. May North? She calls herself Iris March now. But 
she was the gal who ran off with Slater. I scared her into talking. Slater's broke. He's back in town to keep his wife from marrying Hank Turner. But how? He was going to come to life again. But May said there was one thing he had to do first. Get that chest. Right, sister. That's when I tumbled. I tried to get the chest at the auction, but it was too late. So I came to you. And you killed us. I mean, May. Killed her? I didn't know she was dead. We think somebody killed her tonight just before you kidnapped her. That dirty rat Slater. He must have figured she stole the dope to me. Well, if that's skimpy in the chest, Slater will fly for both of them. Don't bother to look, Rag. It's skimpy. Slater. I've been waiting for this minute. Hold it, Rag, right where you are. You won't dare shoot. I got a man on each door. You had a man on each door. I'm quite handy with a knife. As May found out tonight. You got Matt and Joe? Joe was a little stupid. I made a noise outside the back door. He stuck his neck out. As for Matt, he was watching the front. <laughs> I came in back. And you killed Jimmy, my kid brother. Don't try anything, Rags. I'm not ready to kill you yet. Uh, look, Slater, I'm Peter Blossom. Oh, I've heard of you. Oh, too bad, Mr. Blossom. Brother of the bar, too. But surely Trust you're not going nicely, to... you and the lady, like Christmas turkeys for roasting. <laughs> Very fitting. When I burned this place down oh, over your head. But, Mr. Slater, you wouldn't do that. Oh, but, my dear, I have no choice. You see, John Slater is coming back to life. Nobody has anything on me now except the people here. I shoot rag and burn this place with all of you. And keep these bones. James, don't go away. Don't! Why, you little... I'm going to... Come on, Dorothy. I'm coming after you. She's there on the floor, Dingo. And so help me, I think she's fainted. Well, Kane, I can't say I blame you for fainting. Oh, it was silly of me. No, it was no such thing, my little screwball. And tumbling your chair against Slater so Rags could get a shot at him, that was the sweetest job of blocking as I ever saw on a football field. <laughs> What do they do with Rags? Well, Slater was killed, Crazy. We can both testify that Rags shot him himself to finish. Oh, gosh, I hope we can get him off. You're forgetting one thing, Jane. What's that? Rags and his men made away with Tarleton. We haven't found the body. Oh, poor Tarleton. What's that? Somebody knocked him. Hey, it's from that chest. Maybe Gimpy's skeleton has come to life. and better see. Yeah. Oh. Help me get the lid up. Be careful, please. Okay, they go... Look your side. All right, sir. <laughs> okay. Tollison. Tollison, what are you doing in that shed? Gosh, I don't know. I just woke up in here with a bunch of bones. I thought I was dead and gone to heaven. But, Chief, now that you're here, tell me, am I in the other place? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, I never thought we'd see your apartment again. Oh, neither did I, Peter. I thought we were goners. I hope we've heard the last of the rosewood chest. Oh, Peter, so do I. Jane, honey, no more auctions. No more auctions, Peter. Oh, good. Oh, Peter, the door. Let me go. Oh. oh thank you. Peter. Now what? Telegram from Mr. Bloom, you know, the antique dealer. Well, what does he want? We've got to hurry over there right now. He's got another rosewood chair. Oh, where's my hat, Jane? Here we go again. Blossom is going to be framed in Rosewood. 
But next Thursday, that's a different story. Jane and Peter find themselves involved with a prim and somewhat grim old maid and a parrot that talks too much. Next Thursday at this same time, the case of the cockeyed parrot. Another adventure of Jane Sherlock and Peter Blossom when you meet Miss Sherlock. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, well. Jane. Yes, Peter? Now? Now what, Peter? Will you marry me now? Tonight? Oh, Peter, I'm so sorry. I can't tonight. Tonight I have to solve the case of Wilmer and the widow. about time, about time to meet Miss Sherlock, as smart a little gal as ever stumbled across a real live clue. No, 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 please, please, no, Darling, let's have lunch together today. Well, certainly, Jane. Where? I'd like to go to Pierre's. There's so many Frenchmen there. Frenchmen, Jane? I didn't know you preferred Frenchmen. Oh, no, Peter, I don't, but Beth Ellis does. Beth Ellis? Is that little screwball coming, too? Well, certainly, Peter. She's my friend, and besides, she speaks very good French, she says. Okay, Jane. Pierre's at noon. Pierre's at noon, and Peter... Yes, Jane? Will you wear a beret? Me? Wear a beret? What on earth for, Well, Peter, Beth's never been to a French restaurant, and I'd like to show her a real good time, sort of a, a French atmosphere all the way. You know what I mean, Peter. What, Jane? Oh, you are sweet, Peter, very sweet. See you at noon. Does uh, monsieur wear the beret often? No, monsieur does not wear the beret often. Monsieur would like a table where no one can see him. I understand, monsieur, if you will follow me. Mademoiselle Sherlock is going to join you? Yes. Here, I think you will find it comfortable. Perhaps uh, an aperitif before lunch? A tall, cold, impetuous drink of something, Pierre. Double bourbon and soda. That should be cold and impetuous enough. Right away. Your drink? And telephone, monsieur. Telephone? I didn't order any telephone. A young lady is calling. Your mademoiselle Sherlock, eh? Hey, yourself. And bring me another double. Oui, monsieur. Un moment. Hello? Peter, this is Jane. I'm terribly sorry, darling, but you'll just have to wait a little while for me. Well, what's keeping you? I'm tied up for the moment, Peter. You see, I'm shopping for blossoms on Broadway, only... Only I'm not really. Hmm. That makes sense. Go on. Well, you see, I'm really shopping for Wilmer. He came in yesterday. He wants to buy an engagement ring. Wilmer? Yes, Wilmer. Of course. It's Oh, Wilmer's widow. Uh-huh. You see, I'm doing it for you, Peter. For me? Oh, why, Jane? Why, you're a client, silly, don't you see? Wilmer's widow. No, I don't see, and who the heck is Wilmer? Why, Wilmer is your client, and that's why I'm late. Look, Jane, I don't know any Wilmers. And if I did, I'd kill him for having a name like that. How could you know him, Peter? Wilmer's widow is really going to be your client. And you just wait till 
I think I'm still here. Did you wear it? Hmm? Did you wear the beret? Yes. Oh, you're so sweet, Peter. I'll be there soon. Goodbye. Oh, nuts. believe this is my table. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. I, uh, Pierre reserved it for me and my friends. Your friend? Yes, I am going to meet my fiancée and her friend here soon. I was just talking to her on the phone. And your fiancée will be late. Yes, how did you know? Mm. It is always the way with lovers. <laughs> I, too, am waiting for a friend. Oh, uh, uh, won't, won't you sit down? We can wait together. <laughs> Thank you, monsieur. <laughs> you, you forgive me, but do you wear the beret always? Oh, that. <laughs> no, no, not always. You, you see, Jane asked me to wear it today to make this girlfriend of hers feel at home. Oh? Uh, kind of a give her a little atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> um, monsieur, you haven't yet told me your name. Oh, oh well, well, my name's Peter Blossom. I'm an attorney. I, uh... Uh, uh, what's yours? I am Yvonne. Yvonne? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty name. Uh, hmm. Very pretty name. Thank you. <laughs> oh, life in your country is very disconcerting at times. I am not yet used to it. <laughs> oh, you'll get used to it, I'm certain. Oh, but you, monsieur, do not seem accustomed to it. You were rather upset when I intruded. Oh, I was talking to Jane on the telephone. She gets a little confusing at times. She's with someone named Wilmer now. She says he's my client. I don't know what to think. Wilmer? Yes, I don't know. Oh, oh, there she is now. Jane! Jane! Stay right here. I think you'll like Jane. I'll go meet her. Peter, you will be here. Right here, Jane. Wait a minute, Peter. Wilmer's out in front paying the cab. Come on, Jane. Wilmer can find the table himself. Peter, I hate Come on, Jane. There's someone over at my table I'd like to have you meet. Might help you to be on time the next time we have a date for lunch. Talk about that. Oh, here we are. Jane, I'd like to have you meet Yvonne. You you mean the potted palm? Or is it you that's potted? Hmm? I don't see anyone but a potted palm. Peter, have you been... It's funny. She was here a minute ago. She was sitting right here. Here comes Wilmer. Wilmer. Oh, Peter, don't be cross. I brought you a nice new client. Wilmer's widow is wanted for murder. Wilmer doesn't look quite dead enough to... Murder? Who? How? Well, it's Wilmer's friend, really. She's wanted for murdering her husband. That's Wilmer's widow. Now, Jane, listen to me. I'm a civil lawyer, not a criminal, and I... Oh, Peter, I never said you were a criminal, but you certainly must be civil to Wilmer. Oh, Jane. You, Wilmer, over here. Wilmer, right here. Well, it's this way, Peter. I met Wilmer this morning right after I telephoned you. Uh, uh, Perhaps I'd better explain, Miss Sherlock... I, I don't think Mr. Blossom quite understands what our connection is. Please do, Wilmer. W- well, you see, Mr. Blossom, I would... Uh, pardon me, but do you wear it all the time? No! Peter, Wilmer's only trying to tell you about his widow. Go on, Wilmer. Yes. Uh, the widow of T.P. Randolph is a special friend of mine, and I'm... I'm afraid she's wanted for murder. Murder? Yes, Who's murder? Mr. Randolph's murder. You see, Peter, they found Mr. Randolph in a car this morning, parked in front of a bar called the Manhole. Someone had shot him. And now they can't find Mrs. Randolph anywhere. Well, now, isn't that nice? Oh, no, it, it's not nice at all. They've been looking everywhere for Mrs. Randolph, and I, I'm frightened. Where is she? Well, uh, I don't really know. Uh, you see, uh, the police found her fingerprints all over the steering wheel of the car. Whose? Wilmer's widow, Mrs. Randolph. You see, Peter, Mr. Randolph was a very rich man, and, and Mrs. Randolph would get all his money if he were dead. Oh, yes, but she really couldn't have anything to do with it. Not for money. <laughs> uh, money, Wilmer, is a very good motive for murder. Then you think Wilmer's widow is guilty? Mm-hmm. Very guilty. But, but, but oh, dear, I... She couldn't be. She's not that kind of a girl. Not Yvonne. Who? Why, Yvonne. Yvonne Randall. Will you take the case, Peter? Yvonne. Just a minute, Jane. Wilmer, uh, what does Yvonne look like? Oh, she's beautiful. 
I remember the first time I saw her in a flame-red dress that seemed to set the sparkles in her hair. Prince Action? Why, yes. How did you know? Never mind. Wilmer, I'll take the case. <gasps> That's wonderful of you, Peter. Oh, thank you, Mr. Blossom. And when can I meet your widow, uh, Mrs. Randall? Oh, I know she'll get in touch with me pretty soon. I handled all of Mr. Randolph's money. Yvonne loves money. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Peter, do you think you can help Wilmer's widow? Maybe. But, Wilmer, I'll have to surrender her to the district attorney's office as a matter of form after I've talked to her. Oh, I, I understand perfectly. I, I'll let you know as soon as she shows up. You can trust Peter, Wilmer. Oh, I hope so. Did you say Mr. Randolph was killed in front of the uh, manhole? It's a bar or something over on the Bowery, Peter. Mm -hmm. uh, I must get back to my office now. You'll excuse me. Of course, Wilmer. Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, Miss Sherlock, uh, when you find that ring we were looking for, uh, will you have this engraved on the inside? Uh, here. Oh, yes, Wilmer. I'll take care of it. Goodbye. So long. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Funny little guy. Yeah, I wonder... Peter! Hmm? Come on, we've got to get busy. But I can't do anything until Wilmer finds Mrs. Randolph, Jane. Oh, yes, we can. We can find a murderer. The manhole. Isn't that a nice name, Peter? Oh, sometimes, Jane. I wonder why I let nice. you get... Awfully dark for the afternoon in here, Peter. Yes, isn't it? Might as well go to the bar. Bartenders usually know everything. A charming afternoon, folks. What'll it be? Oh, um, two bourbons, Peter? No, that'll be fine. A very exemplary chest. I'll fetch him forthwith. Forthwith? Forthwith. Oh. An advice I love. <laughs> Peter, we'll have to ask him what happened this morning. Yes. I took the liberty of bringing you an afterthought of ginger ale. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Be anything else? Oh, uh, no. Uh, pardon me, sir. Is the uh, barret a standard part of your costume? Hmm? Oh. The barret. Oh, the barret. No, no, I wore it for a friend. I see. Greater love hath no man. Now, see, here uh, you Peter, are. Peter, uh, Peter's sensitive about the barret. Understandable. We, uh... They're wondering if you were here this morning when they found the body of Mr. Randolph in front. I not only was here, I found it. I know nothing of the affair, and it's not my fault someone was crass enough to park a corpse in front of my shop. And furthermore, my business is not talking, but selling booze. Another brother? Hmm. Uh, ever hear of a girl named Yvonne? I repeat, I know nothing. Perhaps I better tend to my wake in the back. Call me if you need. We didn't get very much information from him, did we, Peter? Not much. He just refused to talk. I'll bet he knows something. I know something. Oh. Who are you? That is unimportant. You know Yvonne? Yvonne? I don't know her. Do you know Yvonne? What is this? What I do know is this. You want to keep your health, you forget about Yvonne. <laughs> Sherlock, what are you doing well, here? Well, Peter and I just dropped in for, for a drink, didn't we, Peter? Yes, that's all. Hello, Miss Sherlock, Mr. Blossom. What's new? You solving any murders today? They haven't got any to solve. They're all solved. What do you mean, Captain Dingle? Just what I said. You mean you've already solved the Randolph killing? The one that happened this morning? All taken care of, Kitty. It's not a thing for you to do. But that can't be, Dingy. I... Jane, no. hmm? please don't call me Dingy. Oh, I'm sorry. Who murdered Randolph? Yvonne Randolph, his wife. She killed him, drove him here, parked the car, and left him. But are you sure? Very certain. Her fingerprints were all over the steering wheel. You know, Jane, I had a feeling you and Peter be snooping around here. For once, you're too late to butt in. It's all sewed up. Yep, all sewed up. Not a stitch showing. Even Tollison knows. Right, Chief. Well, where are you holding, Mrs. Randolph? Well, we haven't had time to find her yet. Oh... Well, Captain Dingle, Peter and I were just dropping by. You see, we wanted to get a little information. Information? What kind of information? Mm, Peter's taken a new case. He's Mrs. Randolph's lawyer. He's what? I'm her lawyer. Oh, you are, are you? Chink, chink. What's going to happen now? Well, you picked a swell case to switch to criminal law on. You'll never get her off. We got her dead to rights. The manhole's a very interesting place. Any place is interesting that has a dead body parked in front of it in the morning. You no, know, the most frightening man spoke to Peter and me while we were in there. Oh, if you mean the bartender, Miss Sherlock, he is a little screwy, isn't he? Strange is a better I word. I don't mean the bartender. There was another man. He was wearing a beret, just like Peter's. 
Oh, yes. Uh, I meant to ask you about that, Peter. Is it uh, comfortable? Dingle, I dislike I scenes... It wasn't as cute as Peter's. This man was tall and kind of skinny with a scar on his face. Hey, Chief, that's... Shut up, Tollison. Did you say he had a scar on his face? Yes, the poor fellow must have run into a plate glass window or something in his time. That was Andre Pettijean. Who's Andre Pettijean? Oh, just one of our prized suspects, that's all. Which way did he go? I don't know. He was in the bar a minute ago. Get in there, Tollison. Right, Chief. What's he got to do with this? Nothing. Only he was a great friend of Mrs. Randolph's and tried to swindle her husband with some phony invention. We think he was in on it. Well, what makes you think that? Mrs. Randolph was seen with him three or four times in the Markham Grill. We found that out. They used to meet there. She only married Randolph for his money. The Markham Grill? Yeah. You two might have let our prize suspect get away. We'll find Mrs. Randolph sooner or later, but Andre's clever enough to slip out of town. Why didn't but, you... Kingy, we didn't know he was important. He was important, and don't call me Dickie. No one inside, Chief. Barkeep doesn't speak very good English. Uh, Chief, what's a, uh, a fort with? Well, he's got away. Come on, Tollison, let's get back in there. I'll make this bartender talk if it's the last thing I do. Come on, Peter, we'll go Oh, uh, no, hmm? Jane. Let Dingle take care of that. But, Peter, they're going to try to find out about Andre Petitjean. So are we, Jane. Well, then come on, Peter, let's go in the manhole. No. We're going over to Markham's. I've got to protect my client. Peter, you're going about this case the wrong way. Why did we go to all the trouble of questioning the head waiter at the Markham Grill? We kept our health, didn't we? Well, yes. And but... we don't know where Andre would be. Homer's back. Yeah, we'll soon know. I wonder if he found Mrs. Randolph yet. Mrs. Randolph is the kind of woman you don't just find, Jane. Huh? What do you mean, Peter? Blondes like Mrs. Randolph are a rare vintage. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Wilmer Waldo, public accountant and business affairs. And what that means, Peter? A high-priced business agent. People like Randolph often use him to handle their money. Oh? And uh, this is probably what he did for him. And, Jane, if you need someone to help you handle your money, you have to have a lot of it. I suppose so, but... Uh, Wilmer's the type. Yes, isn't he? Type for what, Peter? Oh. You think maybe Wilmer's hiding Yvonne under his desk? Wilmer's probably hiding plenty. Doesn't look like anyone's here, Peter. I wonder what could have happened to Wilmer. He was such a nice little man. He wouldn't... Oh, oh, it's you two. Yes, Peter and I want to see you, Wilmer. Hi, Wilmer. What took you so long? Uh, I came as fast as I could. I was in the file. Right in the drawer? Dang. Uh, come in, come in. Oh, you have a nice office, Wilmer. A little bit unlike you. Oh, do you think so? Oh, red plush leather chairs and chromium lace. Uh, I like nice things. Of course you do, Wilmer. Uh, where's Yvonne? I don't know, Mr. Blossom. I, I haven't seen her yet. Wilmer, Peter and I haven't got uh, Let me quite... handle this. Now, Peter, you... Look, Wilmer, I don't think you've been telling me all you know. Oh, Peter, that isn't nice. You shouldn't talk to Wilmer that way. And why? Well, can't you see you've upset him? And besides, you're bigger than he is, Peter. Yeah, but but, 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 but I, I, I have told you all I know... Yvonne Randolph is wanted for her husband's murder. Look, Wilmer. Do you know Andre Pettijean? Andre Pettijean. Andre... No, no, I don't think so. He's a Frenchman from France. Oh. Yes. He talked to Peter and me today. He seemed to know Mrs. Randolph very well. He did. I mean, he did. Very well. In fact, so well that when Jane and I went to the manhole to try and get a little information from the bartender... He walked over and told us to forget all about Yvonne. Oh, dear, oh, dear. That's terrible. It's terrible. I wonder what connection he has with all this. We're wondering the same thing, Wilmer. Are you sure you don't know Andre Petitjean? No. Uh, no, I don't think I do. You said that once before. Peter, this has all been very trying. It's I... going to be more trying any minute now. Uh, what do you mean? Wilmer, Peter and I went over to the Markham Grill before we came here. Uh, the Markham? On West 45th Street? The same. Oh, I've been there. They, they serve awfully nice steaks. Yes, Wilmer. Uh, you were eating dinner rather early, weren't you? We weren't eating dinner. Well, my goodness. We were talking to the head waiter, as a matter of fact. Uh, Alonzo, yes. Oh, he's an awfully nice fellow. I know his mother, too. She's very nice. Everybody's just fine. Do you know what Alonzo told us, Wilmer? Uh, no. What? That he saw you and Andre Petitjean having dinner together there the night before Mr. Randolph was murdered. Uh, 
Well, so I did. So you did. Didn't you just tell us you never heard of Andre Petitjean? Well, I hadn't really. Oh, dear, you, you're confusing me again. Dear, be oh, quiet. Oh, nuts. Petitjean is wanted by the police. Wilmer isn't wanted. Mrs. Randolph is wanted. Wilmer remembers. He doesn't remember. No one knows anything. Who am I? Oh, you're Peter Blossom, and I'm going to marry you. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> oh. Wilmer. How did you get to know Andre? Uh, I met him at Mr. Randolph's laboratory on 39th Street. He was a very nice chap. <laughs> I knew he would be. Yes. Uh, he was a friend of Mr. Randolph's, come to think of he it. He was a friend of Mr. Randolph's? Uh-huh. Uh, he had an invention he was trying to interest Mr. Randolph in. It was something for uh, reclaiming wool. Did Randolph buy it? Oh, dear, no. I advised against it. I see. Did Randolph usually go by what you said, Wilmer? Always. Your memory isn't any good, Wilmer, but I want to know how Andre knew Mr. Randolph. Uh, well, Andre knew Mrs. Randolph in Europe uh, before she met Mr. Randolph in Paris, I believe. And Mr. Randolph married her and they came to the United States and then Andre showed up with his invention. And I told Mr. Randolph not to buy it. Oh. I haven't seen Andre since. He was pretty angry. Naturally. Well, you see, uh, he and Mrs. Randolph were good uh, friends once... And then Andre came here and looked them up. And tried to sell Mr. Randolph an invention. Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Randolph didn't like him. He thought that, um, that... What do you uh, think, Wilmer? That maybe Mrs. Randolph and Andre were beginning to like each other again. Mrs. Randolph was like that. Mm -hmm. No wonder the police are looking for Andre. They think he and Mrs. Oh, Randolph... Oh, they'll never find him. Uh, Miss Sherlock, did you find the ring yet? I want it to be just right. The ring? Oh, the ring you hired me to buy for you yesterday. Yes. And don't forget the inscription. No. No, I won't. You gave it to me earlier. Getting married, Wilma? Yes, as soon as I can. Who, too? <gasps> what is it, Jane? Oh, you'll faint, Peter. I feel Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Get out of the way, Wilmer. I'll take her out in the air. weren't a very good actress. Why, Peter, we found out everything we wanted to know. There wasn't any more. Oh, Jane, I was just beginning to get some information. We found out the important thing. We did? I mean, did we? What? Where Yvonne is hiding. Huh? Oh, wait a minute, Jane. How oh, the... right here, driver. Wait for us, driver. Hey, what is this? Where are we? Come on, Peter. Now, look, Jane, I don't mind wearing a beret for you. I don't even mind meeting Wilmer and getting a client I don't want. But why the alleyway? Don't what you, you see, Peter? This is that laboratory of Mr. Randolph. That's just dandy. So what? Remember, Wilmer said he had the laboratory on 39th Street. This is it. And what has this to do with Yvonne? She's hiding here. Huh? Yvonne Randolph is hiding here. I just know it. Oh, Jane, for God's sake. Oh, the... good. The door's not locked. Jane, will you please tell me what makes you think Yvonne Randolph might be hiding here? Where else could she hide, Peter? Shh. Don't want to let anyone know we're here. Jane, Jane, where are you? Right. Here, Peter. Oh, I can't see a blasted thing. Can you find a light switch or something? No, I can't even find myself. For heaven's sake, Jane. We don't wind up in jail for housebreaking or something before this day is up. Did you hear something? No, not a thing. Have you a match? Mm, yeah, yeah, just a minute. Oh, there. There's a light switch, Peter. Oh, good. I'll turn the lights on and... <gasps> Jane. <gasps> oh, what is it? It's Andre. Andre Deja. Oh. And full of bullet holes. Oh. He's dead enough to pass coroner's inspection. Oh, Peter, it's horrible. You had a good hunch, darling. But it looks like we found the wrong person. For Andre. Huh? Guess there's nothing to do but phone homicide and let them know about this. Maybe there's a telephone in the other room. Oh! Peter! Peter! Peter, what is it? Have you found Yvonne? Yes. Oh. He found Yvonne. You... You killed Peter. Oh, oh, no, little one. He is not dead yet. What do you mean? It is not quite obvious. A life for a life. That saying is known in every country. But Peter didn't kill anyone. What about my Andre? What about him? He is dead and you and this man killed oh, no, him. No, no, you're wrong. We found him dead. We didn't kill Andre. Really, we didn't. I loved Andre and now he is dead. Nothing no, else no, matters. Don't shoot, please. We came here to help you. We really did. Help me? Why? Peter's your lawyer. My lawyer? <laughs> what could a lawyer do for me? I'm wanted for murder. The police are looking for me even now. I never loved my husband, but I did not kill him. You and Andre tried to swindle him. Yes. Who killed him? 
Oh, Wilmer. Please drop your gun, Yvonne. You? Yes, it's me. Drop your gun, Yvonne. Be careful, Wilmer. You. You, you murderer, you. Wilmer, a murderer? Yes, he killed my husband. I had to, Miss Sherlock. He was in the way. Oh, Oh, Wilmer. And now I'm going to have to kill you two. Oh, and Mr. Blossom. Too bad. He was so nice. But why? I went to all the trouble of killing Mr. Randolph, and then this Andre Pettijohn came along. I might have known. Known what? I could never love anyone but Andre. I made the mistake of loving you, Yvonne. And now I'm going to you kill... You killed my Andre. But, Yvonne, I had to. You... You beast! Oh, Yvonne, <laughs> don't cry. I'm awfully sorry. See, I'll kill you now, and then you won't feel badly anymore. Don't do that! They want more to fix it, woman! Not bad, Jane. I learned that in law school. Peter, I didn't know you were so muscular. You are wonderful, monsieur. Oh, you. Look what you did to my head. I am very sorry. I I apologize. That's all right. It was nothing. It was... Oh... My goodness, Peter's fainted. Feel better, darling? Oh, I think so. Well, it's lucky you came, too. Wilmer was going to start shooting everyone. Well, all right, Peter. Jane, you've scooped me again. Mrs. Randolph's in the clear, and we're booking Wilmer for both murders. Chief, I don't quite know how all this happened. We were looking for Mrs. Randolph, and then... Tollison, will you please stick to nothing but holding them once we get them? Let me handle the catching. Okay, Chief, but I... Tollison. Right, Chief. We were pretty good, huh, Dingle? You were great. How did you get mixed up with those two, anyway? You see, Jane and I were going to have lunch together at Pierre's. It's a French restaurant. Of course. Only I had to do some errands, and I was late because of Wilmer. I was buying him an engagement Because of Wilmer. Mm Mm-hmm. Jane, how did you meet Wilmer? Well, it was him I was doing the errands for. And then I hired Peter to be Mrs. Randolph's lawyer. Chief, I... Allison, please. Go on, Jane. And I phoned Beth Ellis, and she told me she couldn't make luncheon after all. Chief, tell me frankly, are you with Miss Sherlock? Always. Go on, Jane. So I telephoned Peter, and I... Captain Dingle, are you sure you're with me? Jane, I've gone through this so many times, it always comes out sooner or later. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. Uh, well, Peter and I called on Wilmer at his office, and Wilmer told us about the laboratory. And then I remembered what Wilmer wanted inscribed on his engagement ring. Go on. And I told Peter I had a headache. Go on, Jane. And then we found Yvonne. Oh, that does it. Please, now, Jane, please, will you try to make some sense? Please, just this once. Yvonne thought we'd killed Andre, but we didn't. Wilmer killed him. Right after we saw Andre this morning at the manhole, and Jane, then... Jane, just a minute. How did we actually get tangled up in all this? A $64 question. Don't you see? See what? Yeah, Miss Sherlock, I don't think... You never did. Right, Chief. Well, Dingy, I... And don't call me Dingy! I thought I told you. The ring was going to be inscribed from W to Y. So what, Jim? Well, Wilmer wanted to marry Yvonne. He ordered an engagement ring for her yesterday before Mrs. Randolph was a widow. Does your head still hurt, Peter? Hmm. Not when you rub it that way, Jane. I feel kind of sorry for Wilmer. <laughs> you have the oddest sense of sympathy, Jane. He killed everybody to marry Yvonne and then... And it didn't work. Peter! Yes, darling? Come on, we've got to get started. Get started? For where, Jane? Pierre's. We're meeting Beth Ellis for a midnight dinner. Oh, no, Jane, but not we that. are, Peter. She's expecting oh. us. And Peter... Yes, Jane? Wear your beret. Beth will love it, please. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> oh, it's that way all the time with Jane and Peter, especially Peter. How would you like to wear a beret? Well, next week, Jane doesn't make Peter wear a beret, but they do get involved with a big game hunter who says he's being hunted in the case of the pink elephant. 
So be with us next week at this same time when you meet Miss Sherlock. Meet Miss Sherlock, produced by Dave Vale, written by Don Thompson and E. Jack Newman, with original music composed and played by Milton Charles, is presented from Columbia Square in Hollywood. Murray Wagner speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Mm-hmm.